friends. Welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. In this podcast, we are real about the hardships in life that we face, because we all face hardships, and at the same time, find how God is good even in the midst of all of it. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. Thanks for joining us today. Recently, I have been always just very resolved to make sure that I always am prepared for an emergency adventure, which looks like having a hammock, a picnic blanket, and hiking shoes in my car at all times, just in case, which comes in handy. Like on Sunday after church, I just really wanted to go out in nature and I already had myself in the car. I had a change of clothes. I had my hiking shoes, my hammock and everything. So I, um, I went to a, a local park, did a little hike, and I found a spot to hammock um, and just like hang out in nature because that just fuels my soul. And I found this nice hammocking spot with these trees and I found this one spot that looked just right and these trees were kind of close together but I was like ah, I can make it work and you if you have a hammock you know how like the straps kind of work and um, the straps weren't really working because the trees were so close together so I was like you know I'm gonna try it a different way so I did it Rachel's way and I was like this will be fine I kind of gave it a little tug to make sure that it would you know hold me and everything and then I clipped the hammock on, not the way that you're supposed to, but I was like, it's fine, it'll work. And I put my bag in my hammock so I could do stuff like Bible study and journaling and whatever. And then I sat in the hammock and both straps, like the strap on one tree and the strap on the other tree slid all the way down the tree and I fell on my bum because I didn't do it the way that the hammock was made to work. The hammock is made for a specific way for the straps to go to put the hook on so that it holds secure and I did not follow the way that it was supposed to go and so it didn't work very well. So I ended up finding trees that were a little further apart and I used the straps correctly and I had a grand time in my hammock. But here's the truth guys. God designed the world in a beautiful plan with a beautiful purpose and everything. And we can either follow that plan and put the straps on the way they're supposed to go and have a grand time in our hammock, or we can try to do things our own way and let the the straps slide down the trees and we fall on our bums. We kind of talked about this last week with God's wisdom because through wisdom, he created the world. We talked about Proverbs 8 and how wisdom is the fabric in which he wove the world together. So we can either be in touch with that, kind of like the force in Star Wars, we can be in touch with that and live in that wisdom, or we can be a fool and try to live in our own way, be wise in our own eyes, which doesn't work out very well for us. And that kind of ties into today's topic too. We, a while back, talked about how God is our creator And we dove into that specifically in the creation versus evolution kind of topic with the science side of things. And today we're talking more about how he created us and our bodies, our purpose in life, and just that he is the creator of us as human beings. Because he designed us with a specific purpose and he gave us instructions. He gave us the Bible to show us how life works, how the world works, also just how to take care of our bodies and what we are made for, what we are designed for. Because when we live in that, we are in touch with his wisdom. We are in touch with his purpose and design. And when we aren't doing that and we try to do things our own way, we fall on our bum a lot of the times and it, it, we make life harder for ourselves in that way. We want so badly to find out our purpose in life sometimes. We search for it in a lot of different things. But who could know more than God? Sometimes we think that we can know our own purpose because 
it's, you know, my body, it's my mind, it's my heart. So of course I would know, but really the one who knows is the one who made you. Psalm 139 talks about how he knows everything about us. He knows when we sit and when we lie down, he can search our hearts. Our hearts are deceitful and deceptive. And honestly, we don't even know our own hearts. We have to ask him to search our hearts. And we can submit to his authority and wisdom instead of trying to be wise in our own eyes, which does not work out well for us. And specifically, we're going to kind of dive into some topics that are uncomfy, I'm not going to lie, specifically about like our bodies and sex honestly plays a big part of that. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And first, I just want you to know that God loves you very, very much. He made you. He loves you. He wants everyone to repent and turn to him. He wants everyone to love him just as he loves us. He already loves us. It's just waiting for us to love him because he gives us that choice. That's the thing is that he gives us the choice of life and death. He gives us the choice to love him or not to love him. And he gives us free will. That is free will is we have the choice to follow his ways and we have the choice to be a fool and do things in our own way and being wise in our own eyes. So I just want you to know that he loves you very much. And part of that is giving you the choice because love isn't a feeling. Love is a choice. We choose to love people. We choose to love God. He chooses to love us. And that choice is not going to change. He will always love you. Even if you don't love him, even when you don't love him, even when you choose other things over him, even if you're listening to this and you don't agree with anything that is said, which by the way, I just want you to know that this, there's probably going to be some things that you don't agree with. And I want you to know that um, that's okay. Like I don't, you don't have to agree with everything that I say. And hopefully what I'm saying is coming just straight from God's word and that it's not just like my interpretation and everything. I'm going to try to keep it just to what God says. And so if there are things that don't line up with God's word, I want you to tell me so that I can work on making sure that I'm more aligned with what God is saying. But that is my goal is to just present what God is saying about our bodies because he created us. He redeemed us with his own blood and we are his. And so he knows what is best. He knows us more than we know ourselves. So we're just going to dive right in to 1 Corinthians 6, starting in verse 9. Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people, idolaters, adulterers, or males who have sex with males, no thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. That is a strong statement right there. Verse 11, and some of you used to be like this, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. So a lot of us used to be in this sin, in this way, the people who will not inherit God's kingdom. But some of you used to be like this, that you were washed, you were sanctified, justified. Justified is kind of like just as if I'd never sinned is kind of what people used to describe that. Verse 12, everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food is for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will do away with both of them. However, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. 
I think it's interesting. I think when we think of God, we just kind of think of him in a spiritual sense, but he did make us in physical bodies and he actually came, Jesus came as a physical man. So he is very well aware of the physical world. He created the physical world, though he is also very much involved in the spiritual world. Anyway, verse 14, God raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Don't you know that your bodies are part of Christ's body? So should I take part of Christ's body and make it part of a prostitute? Absolutely not. So basically, when we are in Christ, we are part of his body, the body of Christ. And so if we are part of the body of Christ and we are living in ways that are promiscuous, that's basically making part of Christ's body a prostitute. So we obviously don't want that. Verse 16 says, Don't you know that anyone joined to a prostitute is one body with her? For scripture says the two will become one flesh. But anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So basically, sex is like glue. Like it's just something that you become one in flesh. That's what God says about sex. And that's why he created it to be in a marriage covenant because a marriage covenant is choosing to love someone and making a covenant that you will love them forever. And so they're not just loving your naked body and then moving on. They're choosing and under covenant to love your naked soul as well as your naked body and that you are one in mind, body, and spirit before the Lord. And then verse 17 says, but anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So when we have a relationship with God, we are actually, we have intimacy with him in the spirit. We let him see our hearts just as he reveals himself to us. Sex is really, it's a reflection of our intimate relationship with God, which sounds really weird. But if you think about it, though God is unveiled, he has torn the curtain. So he has unveiled himself and we have the choice to unveil our hearts and allow him to search our hearts so that we can become more like him. And he transforms us and fills us up with all of his goodness so that we can bear fruit and become more like him. And that is just part of being in a relationship with him and choosing to love him is having that covenant with him. And that's how we are one spirit with him. Verse 18, flee sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. So glorify God with your body. Yes, flee sexual immorality. It's not like we can, it can exist and it's okay. No, flee, run in the opposite direction from sexual immorality. We want to have the design that God created for sex. Like that is good. God created sex in the context of marriage for a man and a wife to be joined together, to be one in flesh. Anything other than that, is sexual immorality, and we are to flee from it, to run in the opposite direction, which is hard because it's very, it's just a part of our world. It's scary how much it's just in our culture, but we are to flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. So the body that we are, have been given, that God has given us, it's not our own body, Because it says right here, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. I think that's hard for us to hear because we like to think that our bodies are ours, our mind is ours, our heart is ours. But really, it was given to us, right? He made us. 
we are his because if you are in Christ, then you have been bought by his blood. So not only has he created you, he made you, formed you, but he has bought you, which means that you are his. And also, if you are in Christ, that means that the Holy Spirit dwells in you. So he's literally living inside you. And I want to know what part of that makes your body yours. It's not yours. We are to steward our bodies well because they are a gift from God. We are formed by him, bought by him, and he dwells in us. For you were bought at a price, so glorify God with your body. So those are some, some strong words, and it's hard to hear. It's very much against the culture that we live in. And so I just want to encourage you that if it doesn't sit well with your soul, to think about where you're getting your information from of like what is good and what is bad. Because if you're comparing this passage to things that you've heard from people or messages that you're hearing from social media, celebrities, maybe even friends, family, things like that, those might be you know, some trustworthy sources in some areas. But if you think about it, this is coming from, this letter is written by Paul, and this is inspired word of God who created you and knows everything about you. I would trust what he's saying because he's the one who created the world. He wove this world together with the fabric of wisdom. And when we're in touch with it, we're able to wield that force, kind of like we've talked about like in Star Wars. We're able to be in touch with that. And if we're not choosing to follow this, then we're kind of just choosing to be wise in our own eyes and do things our own way, which means we're going to fall on our bum like Rachel did when she tried to <laughs> hammock incorrectly with the straps. And it's hard. It's really hard to go against the grain and do what's not, not what everyone else is doing. It's very common to live in your own way. You know, to this culture is very big about celebrating different sexuality, different genders, different just doing what feels good to you, whatever makes you happy. And it's hard to go against that because that sounds really good. It sounds good to be accepting and loving. And don't get me wrong, like God is love. We are to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. So this is not, I'm not judging you, not judging you by any means. I'm a human with my own flaws and issues, but I would just encourage you to think about where you're getting your information from, who has the authority over what decisions you're making, because God knows best. At first, right, it's hard to go against the grain, and it's harder to go against our earthly desires, but... When we choose to follow God's way, we have him with us. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us to comfort us and to guide us in the right way to go. Because he gives us the choice. Like he didn't have to when he created the world. He could have made us puppets. He gave us the choice. He gave Adam and Eve the choice to eat any fruit in the garden. But he asked them not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He gives us the choice still to follow his ways which would make sense since he's the creator of our bodies. He designed us. He loves us. He wants what's best for us. And he has all the knowledge of our bodies. Even if you've taken all the anatomy classes in the world, you still don't know a hint of what God knows about our bodies because he designed them. He's the architect of our bodies. We can follow in our own ways, though. He gives us that choice. We can try to decide for ourselves what is right and wrong for us. The world's way, which might temporarily feel good, brings a lifetime of destruction and falling on our bums. And 
that goes in a lot of different ways. Please don't take this as judgment. I'm, it is not my job to judge you. It is not my job to convict you. I'm just, these are things that I'm noticing in God's word. And that is up for you to decide. God gives us the choice. Um, but having sex outside of marriage is harmful. A lot of people want to do whatever makes them happy, whatever feels good, you know, like if you love each other. But sex is designed for a very specific purpose of becoming one flesh. And he designed it between the bounds of a, of a husband and a wife because you have a covenant to love each other forever. It's not going to cause trust issues. And it's not going to cause you to be objectified or sexualized because you are choosing to love their soul as well as their body. And it's being united with that one person. In the same way, there's other things that we want to follow our own ways, even though he gives us ways to follow. For example, just like how we take care of our bodies with food and exercise. He made food for our, our bodies. He gave us the fruit and the vegetables. He gave us bread and water. He made us ways to move our bodies. And we can choose to take care of our bodies or we can choose to do what's right in our own eyes and just eat whatever we want to. We can choose to be gluttonous or just like eating more than we should. Or we can choose to not take care of our bodies in the other way of not eating enough and then not having fuel, even though God created fuel for our bodies because we are not self-sufficient and we need to be reminded that food is something that helps keep us alive. We need the daily bread, just like we need his daily bread, the word. We can choose to live for our own selves and our own happiness, or we can choose to live for him because we were made for him. He designed us for him, which means that we are not going to be satisfied by anything else. We can have temporary satisfaction with the things of this world, whether that be food, whether that be sex, whether that be success, money, relationships, security, any of those things might feel satisfactory for a short time, but that's not what's going to satisfy us in the long run. We have all eternity to think about, not just the here and now. And when we think about eternity, we have two options, life or death. He knows because he made us. He made us for him. And when we choose life, we choose him and to live with him for all eternity, which means sometimes this world is hard because we're choosing things that's denying our own uh, fleshly desires, but it's worth it in the long run because it brings us closer to him. If you're not a believer, I just want you to know that God loves you very much and that you have a choice. Like God gave you this choice to choose him and his ways or to choose your ways. And honestly, our own ways seem really fun to us and it seems pretty pain-free and pretty easygoing sometimes, pretty satisfactory, but it is worth it to choose his way. And it makes the most sense just because like we've talked about, he's the one who made the world. And so when he gave us these guidelines of how to live, it makes sense to follow that because, and it's not because like God's not a selfish God. He literally sacrificed himself for us because he loves us. He's looking out for us. He's working all things for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So I just want to encourage you that you have this choice and you can choose. And for those who 
are believers, those who are in Christ, I want you to remember that it says right here that your body is not your own because Jesus redeemed you and the Holy Spirit dwells in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, which means that you need to treat your body in such a way. Our bodies were made by God, bought by God, they are owned by God, and they are dwelled in by God. So what part of that makes this body our own? Countless times in the Bible, it says, I will be their God and they will be my people. They will be my people and I will be their God. That is what he made us for. He made us to be his and for him to be ours. What a beautiful thing that we can have that relationship with him. We can be close to him, that he reveals himself to us and we can reveal ourselves to him. I pray that you would reveal your heart to him and allow him just to have a deeper intimacy with him and to draw close to him. Next week, we will talk more about this two-way street idea that he is accessible, but that we also want to give him access to our hearts. So stay tuned for more upcoming episodes. Thanks for joining us today. And I hope that you would connect with us on Instagram. We have an Instagram page for the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. You can rate, write reviews. Please share with your friends. Just tell us how God is speaking to you through these messages. And I hope that you have an awesome week. May the Lord bless you and keep you.